Good morning and life is changing. Being a minimalist, some, sometimes cool for some, but storage options and how they can change your existing home and better your existing home and make you money. Let's talk about it. Stay tuned. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 455. Myself, Michael Bergio, Mark Novak, talking about don't change your home, change your storage. So often we see people want to upsize, not necessarily because their families have gotten bigger or downsize, but because they just feel like they need more space. And they need more space because if you've been in a home for 5, 10, 20 years, you accumulate a lot of crap. <laughs> so we've got a solution, especially with a huge surge in home house prices in particular. Like in some suburbs, Mona Vale in particular, house prices are up 30%, unit prices are up 1%. So it's not as easy to just upside, especially with now you're, you, yes, that means you're selling your house higher price, but you need basically a, a big 30% jump potentially in your income to service that. So it's not as simple as just selling your home and buying a bigger home. But, Mark, what's the solution? Well, look, for ladies and gentlemen, their hobby may have grown over the years. Their passion may have grown over the years. Uh, their business may have grown over the years. And that can sometimes put a lot of pressure on the apartment that they're in or they can put a lot of pressure on the house that they're in. And it's like, well... Do you actually go and change everything for the sake of your passion or hobby uh, or your business, or you just do you just change that part? And you know what I think is really interesting, Michael, is um, with with storage that people are actually renting now and storage that people are buying now. I think it's really interesting that it really didn't exist. Seventies, eighties, it wasn't around. Yeah, and even and we're really only seeing a big surge of it in the last five years. Um, if you yeah. relate it to the pricing um, of it and the growth of storage. But I think in particular, over the last decade in particular, there's been a big shift from people moving from houses to apartments. And uh, the biggest downside of apartment living is storage. A lot of people, especially the downsides, go, we can live in a two-bedroom apartment. Like, we only need one room. We've got a guest room for our kids or whatever, the kitchen, living space, closer to shops. But we've got two cars and we had four-car garage or a shed and a five-bedroom home. Where are we going to put everything? We can't sell it off. The kids may be in units, so they can't take it. So a lot of the time they will just stay in their huge five-bedroom home um, because there's nothing to do or a young family will buy a bigger home just for more space, which is a higher entry point, higher everything. And what's interesting is I think so COVID's contributed to all that. Yeah. I think, you know, COVID's contributed yeah. to that a little bit where people are, they're not jumping in an aeroplane going overseas to um, to as a hobby. Um, they, they're picking more local hobbies and those local hobbies need storage and need, 
you know, they may have a little jet ski or they may have a, a ski boat or, you know, like now now that's becoming more apparent but these are these are like little cities these story these storage um places and people are most often scared because they think it's a waste of money and people are scared because they think it's it, they're going to flush the money down the toilet but let's have let's explore it yeah let's just show what it is first because when people sometimes think of storage they may think of like a kennard it's like a storage locker you could say we're here um where we're seeing big growth and a lot of demand a uh, uh, 2020 state-of-the-art storage mini warehouses Ground probably yeah mini warehouses are probably one of the best um description description of them where they've got four to six meter ceiling heights and why that why that's important and we see a big growth in storage units that have that is someone may Basically, you can double your floor space. A, a lot of people put a mezzanine, basically a second level, so they can store a car on the ground floor and then store boxes on the top level, even do some quick invoicing or some quick work, painting or have their art studio, whatever they want upstairs. So you may be buying 20 square metres, but you turn that into 40 square metres, 30 into 60 along those lines. So. The practicality of it is huge, and a lot of people always so, ask, "Who, who, who buy these? Who, who rent these?" And I think the easiest answer is, "Who doesn't?" We have people from who may be working on their car, who have extra stock when they're selling clothing, um, art studios, just people you wouldn't even imagine, and what they use it for. Use they're like a um. They're also like a two-story home inside. They're, they're really like if you have a look at that ceiling that's in there now, um, to, just to give you a size of that of that ceiling that you can see, it would be as tall as if you put a garbage truck in there. Uh, it still wouldn't be out. You still and stood on the garbage truck, you probably still couldn't touch the ceiling. That's how high those ceilings are all the way through there. So it, that it's an advantage because you can put a floor, or in commercial they call it a mezzanine level, um, with some stairs going up to it. But what I like about these, Michael, is different to a lot of the the um, corporations that like Kennards is these are actually all on one floor. You're not going up to the third floor or second floor or winding up driveways. It's, you know, you can literally put it, send a medium rigid vehicle or, or a car with a trailer with a boat on the back of it. And you can drive through this whole facility and see every single one of these units back straight up to your unit, unload, load. Yeah. It's got vehicle access is the main thing all the way through. I know a lot of storage places, you've got to take stuff in a goods lift. Um, and don't get me wrong, they are, there's a demand for like a Kennards. I know they have their own loading dock and they'll unload your goods. So if you're not always able to get to your own unit and you've got deliveries, there are a function for that. And it may be a solution uh, for the housing. But I think a lot of people may steer towards the Kennards is because they don't think there's any growth in a storage unit, they um, may think it's dead money. I may as well pay rent because I'm not gonna make any money on storage. Uh, is there capital growth like a typical apartment or a typical house? And what say you, Mr. Novak? Let's bring up let's bring up the growth. So what we've done is profiled a couple of storage unit facilities. So there's three major ones on the Northern beaches. They all 
where you can buy, could buy um, storage. Uh, a lot of these are sold out now. But the big question that people ask is, okay, if I did buy this and I did sell this five years later, have people lost money or have people made money? And keep in mind, this is probably a year old, so has it been even further growth? But let's, I think, yeah, as I said, about five years ago, 10 years ago, we started to see a surge. So there's a few sites, sales here, 2013, 2014, 2015. And we're seeing per, like purchase prices of 95,000 to 130, which is a 36% growth, 113 to 165, which are 46% growth. Even on the smaller scale, 2016 to 2018, 98 to 112 is 14% in two years, so 7% a year. Um, so they put in. So people have put in, say, 100 grand, and then they pulled out. Uh, sorry, 15, 15 to 50 grand, 15 to 50. Here's one. Yeah, 59,000, and they sold for 92, 55% growth. Ninety-six thousand. Plus, these cats have got to rent them. Have have not paid rent. Have haven't paid rent for storage. So they've had the advantage of not paying, you know, five grand a year in rent um, to rent a storage facility. They've got. They've had their own. Plus, they've made capital growth. But it's gone yeah. up in value. And to give you an example, right here, see this bottom one for twenty square meters that sold at one thirty-seven. How big's twenty meters squared? Can can, can just to, just to tell everyone so. A, a normal garage is 13 metres squared. So the one you're referencing might be just 20 metres squared. So it's about, about a car and a half, six by, six by three and a half. So you get about a car and a half length. So you can fit one and a half cars if you parked into it. And you can yep. basically have a car and open both doors. That's sort of your, your width to put in perspective. But to even look at this growth further, there are now units in Brookvale, 20 square metres, asking for 200,000. So this was bought in 2000, this was an early one, 2005 for 71,000. Now there's units selling for 200,000 in Brookvale for 20 square metres. Um, here's another one, uh, 82,014, 125. So huge All right, growth. Now the next question people ask is what can you do inside these boxes? These mini style, like almost like a warehouse. Uh, what can you do in there? You can throw in, can you uh, drink a beer with your buddy and work on a car? There's the definition and what you get away with. And I would have to look a bit further into it about if an, because it's supposed to be for storage. But I'll tell you how it's – I don't know – obviously there's got to be humans in there unloading the storage, and I don't think there is anything to say humans can only be there for 15 minutes before unloading and 15 minutes after. So, But what we see a lot of people use them for and have been using them for, for ever since I've seen them, a decade, so rightfully or wrongfully so, we see a lot of people, if they're, they may be on job site, drop off a lot of belongings to the storage unit, they go up to the mezzanine and they do the invoicing for a couple of hours. We see people put a hoist in there, work on their car for the whole day. We see people work um, doing stock intake, oversupply of their other factory, or they were in their home garage and now they're working out of there. So um, I'm not sure if it's storage unit by storage unit on 
how long someone can be there. But in technically, you can't be operating a business with like customers coming there is a bit is sort of probably going over the line or operating machinery is sort of difference between using a, a something to get your tires off compared to cutting up wood, manufacturing something and shipping it out. So the, I think I could be wrong here, but I think the gray area is very large with these. I didn't don't I, abuse it. I did an appraisal yesterday and in the house, um, the uh, lovely couple, uh, the hubby had uh, three motorbikes, uh, a unicycle, uh, eight bicycles. He had like it was a double garage, absolutely jam packed. And the conversation I had with him, with him was, with your next move, what are you thinking? And he said, well, we're thinking of going to an apartment in Manly. Now, it makes it really hard if you're going into an apartment in Manly and you're looking for a double garage again, because if, if you do find the double garage again, you're still not going to find the um, uh, parking for yourself. You almost need a four-car garage because now you've got no parking inside for yourself. So, you know, it just it just opens you to, to stuff like that to go, look, and I said, mate, why don't you why don't you buy one of these storage units? You got your own, you got your own stuff uh, here, and then you can just buy whatever apartment you want. You can even buy an apartment with two car spaces. It well, opens up his options. Think how many people don't buy an, a great unit because they're like not enough storage or only one car. They're like we love this, the view, the price, but it's only got one car, and they don't look at it like. And they may only need, they only may have only, a lot of people only wanted the double garage for the extra storage space, work area as well. Sean said, not allowed to store your pet or elephant, apparently, I asked, and can't store your mother in law there either. <laughs> Depends what sort of mother in law you've got. Yeah. Um, but so just to recap on the show, it's really to open up a perspective, highlighting. There are other issue. There are other opportunities out there. Rather than looking for a bigger house or a bigger apartment, there's storage out there which offer great versatility and uses, and phenomenal capital growth. Still, how do people finance them? Most people buy them cash, but same as or in their super fund. But typical, just like a normal commercial loan, thirty percent deposit um, will generally get you the trick. And if you're buying for two hundred grand, one hundred fifty grand. That's what, 40K? Um, yeah. Next question is what do they, what do you, how much do they cost? And then what do they rent for? It's about a 6%, yeah, about a 6% return. So the cost is from about, at the moment, Northern Beaches, 180, uh, 130 for ones that are three meter height, like a garage. So 130 up to 500K. And it's about a 6% return on the purchase price is very consistent. So it doesn't matter if you buy one for 130, 180, the rental return should be very similar. So even if you want to get out of the storage and don't really need it anymore, there's always people that don't want to rent it for you. And you know what? You're not doing kitchens, bathrooms, paint or carpet. It's zero maintenance for you. And strata levies, what are you paying on a storage unit for strata levies? All outgoings are generally about 1500 a year, all up. Some a little bit less. And that is, yeah, 
and that is the story of the storage. Oh, and keep in mind they have their own power supply. A lot of them have their own like uh, internet cable. A lot have shower facilities, toilet facilities on site as well. So that's a big one. Cool. See you, everyone. Have oh, a great weekend, everyone. Have a beautiful day.